episode 173 of the HHH Racing Podcast is brought to you by the Adelphi Racing Club. The Adelphi Racing Club is a partnership in every sense of the word, not a syndicate, and our members are treated like partners, not investors. If you're interested in joining a club of like-minded individuals and having a truly interactive ownership experience, we are the right fit for you. Adelphi offers a variety of partnership options, including yearlings, two-year-olds in training, private purchases, and claiming options. You can see information, get in touch with Matt Cuter, racing manager below. Join the club today. And now, let's start episode 173 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 173 of the HHH Racing Podcast. I am your proud host, Howard Kravitz. Thanks for joining me tonight on a night I've been waiting for quite a long time because we have two special guests tonight that are absolutely awesome. They're very excited to present a lot of information they have for you. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter and a lot of other places. We'll be bringing on these two terrific gentlemen in just a minute. Please make sure you subscribe on the bottom right-hand side of the screen. Absolutely do that. Hit that notification bell. Now, I know, at least I'm hoping, we have a lot of new viewers tonight that are fans of our fantastic uh, guests. So if you're new to the show, welcome to the HHH Racing Podcast. Again, we'd really appreciate it if you do go ahead and subscribe to our channel. If you've never watched us before, I really think you're going to enjoy the podcast here. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Also hit the notification bell so that you know when new content will arise, and also smash that thumbs up button. We'd really appreciate it. That'll tell YouTube this is a great show. Of course, on my name tag, you can see my Twitter handle, at hkravitz. And on the scroll above the screen, you can reach me through email, hkravitzhorse at gmail.com. Our next live show that we're going to have, as you can see on the uh, banner there, will be Saturday night, we're going to have live coverage right here on the HHH Racing Podcast. Just announced 8 p.m. to 9.30 p.m. Eastern. We're going to cover the last three races at Del Mar. There are two win and they're in races, including, of course, the Pacific Classic along the Del Mar Handicap. So please join us this Saturday night uh, for live coverage, analysis, reaction to the uh, late pick three, including the Pacific Classic. Of course, you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor as well. And the Race Day blog just started today. It's the first of the month. If you're not familiar with the Race Day blog, please check it out. You can go to hhhracingpodcast.com. There's our website, hhhracingpodcast.com. Or you can look below the video player. It's a great tip sheet. It comes out every uh, Saturday late morning. The ROI is over $2.50. We have smashed and pick fours, pick fives, pick sixes, eight to ones, 10 to ones, you name it. It's all documented. It's only $16 for the entire month 
the entire month, and you get it every Saturday. Please check out the HHH Racing Podcast Race Day blog. I know you will not regret it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot of people watching. Before we find out who's watching, let's bring on first my great co-host from Maryland and from the East Coast Saratoga Special, Pete Visco and Paul Halloran. Guys, how are you doing tonight? What's up, gentlemen? What's happening? Big show tonight, guys. Big show. We got a lot going on this weekend. It's not just about Del Mar. You got big races, Saratoga guys, winning your in Kentucky Downs. Anyone anyone that take a little dive in Kentucky Downs today? I saw some prices. That's all. I'm I saw a couple a of races Didn't I looked at. <laughs> oh, well, there's definitely gonna be there'll definitely be some prices. That's for sure. That is a very difficult. It's fun, but it's difficult, guys. I don't want to waste any more time because we have two fantastic uh, guests that I want to bring on right now. Uh, I have met one of these guys in person. Uh, the other person I'm yet to meet, but I'm very excited. Actually, no, that's not true. I've met both of them in person. I apologize. I met uh, both of them at Keeneland, I believe, for the first time. Uh, I've followed them on Twitter for a long time. They're fantastic handicappers. They bring a lot of excitement to the game. We have a lot of similar styles and the way we feel about horse racing. Let's not waste any time. The CEO of Winning Bread, Dylan Rossi, and his friend, Brady Klotz. Gentlemen, welcome to the HHH Tracing Podcast. What's up, guys? Thanks for having us on tonight. Enjoying this. Absolutely. Dylan, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How about you you guys? Excellent, man. Uh, welcome. Thanks. Michael Paul Howard, my co-host. Uh, nice Brady, to meet you. Brady and Dylan, it's great to have you guys on. Just for those of you that are uh, watching, I know there's, hopefully we have a lot of your viewers that you watch you guys watching us tonight. We decided, Brady, Dylan, myself, we're going to sort of do a crossover thing. So at some point, uh, myself and perhaps Peter Paul, not sure, but I know myself will be on the Winning Bread Show. Really quickly, guys, for a lot of viewers of ours who might not be familiar with you, Dylan, and Brady, either one of you can start. Just tell a little bit about yourselves and uh, Winning Bread Nation. You want to dive into it, Brady? Yeah, absolutely. So Winning Bread uh, essentially created itself out of uh, thin air. Me and Dylan, we've been buddies for uh, a little over almost two years now, and we wanted to change things in racing. We wanted to really create a community uh, that's for the people, by the people, and uh, a lot of things out there in, in racing uh, are not really geared towards the horse player. And so what we want to do is we want to help people. We want to educate people. We want to promote people. We just really want to build a nice, strong foundation solid community of horse players uh, like other sports have on other channels, on other platforms. And uh, we're grassroots. We're building this from the ground up. Uh, we're working on some software right now, some applications uh, that are going to be coming in the near future. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of shows, a lot of instructional uh, and formidable shows to help people really learn how to handicap. Uh, a lot of people sell products out there. We want to help people learn how to use it. Yeah, that's what we do a lot here, guys. We do a lot of teaching and explaining. I've got some tutorial videos on my uh, YouTube channel. I, I totally agree with you. Dylan, did you want to piggyback on Brady's comments there? No, Brady was uh, – that's he's my spokesmodel. That's, that's <laughs> why he's, he's part, part of the team here. He hit, hit it right on the head. You know, it's, it's really about building a, an amazing community, and, and it's, a, it's a tough game. It's a tough grind. And if we can work together and join forces and uh, get, get a couple winners here and there, that's what it's about. Well, so I'm, speaking, I'm really, speaking really of winners, excited. Dylan and Brady, I know you guys are sort of famous for showing a lot of very high-priced, big scores on 
on Twitter. Is that something you guys had planned on from the start, or you guys just hit every every day, and so it's just easy to throw your five your your five uh, digit scores there on Twitter? I don't know. I missed the first thirty one races at Saratoga last weekend and hit the Travers. Okay. Dylan just hit a decent score today. If you want to ask him about his, that's why I heard it. Uh, see, A Roth, you hit thirty three K, Dylan. Yeah, thirty-three. Wow. It was an amazing. The payout was uh, pretty substantial. Really good payout. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, it was. Uh, it wasn't an extravagant ticket where there was a heavy investment. Um, I actually posted uh, the pick four it was like a twenty-four dollar ticket that yeah. paid over a thousand bucks. I DM'd it to a lot of people. I posted it. Um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, obviously, I had a dollar fifty pick five and. And a dollar pick four, and uh, I listen. At some races, it's it where it's it's tough tough to find a winner. The all buttons your friend, and uh, I could. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I didn't I didn't uh, like that. The, the uh, in the second race, there was a long shot, and the all button was my friend there, and and that's uh, that uh, certainly helped uh, increase the value of the overhaul ticket. So. Early, early, yeah. early at Del Mar. Yeah. At I already had an all button on just uh, what a $72 pick five for 50 cents. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was, yeah. The ticket police, they, they got no shot. They no chance coming after me today or this week. I'm gonna, I have them at bay for, for now. They're at bay. I, I actually was, I was driving on the way home and listening to Sirius radio and heard them call the second race at Del Mar. So I knew that was uh, it's like 17 to one, but probably played a lot bigger than that in the horse. In the horizontals, I would guess, Dylan, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. By the way, speaking of a West Coast horses, law professor with a big win today, but now in Kentucky Downs, trained by Rob Atris, Pete and Paul now. It's a law professor who I did not have. I was alive to the uh, late pick four until then. Uh, wins a nice race in Kentucky Downs. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Yeah, that was 9-1 to one in Julian Le Peru, if I'm not mistaken. It was. It was, absolutely. Well, guys, listen, we could talk forever uh, about a lot of things, but we're here to talk about Del Mar, guys. And Del Mar, of course, has a huge card on Saturday. Before we do that, guys, I have a very famous uh, segment on this show. It's been very popular with all the uh, guests that I have that we're going to play with you guys for a very short amount of time. And it is called 10 Minutes to Post. 10 Minutes to Post. Guys, these are going to be 10 Fun, rapid-fire questions. We want you to answer them literally like 10, you know, 10 or 15 seconds. These are going to be really quick. My wonderful uh, co-hosts are going to sort of alternate giving the questions. And just because we have two of you guys, Brady and Dylan, uh, Dylan, we're going to have you start first, and the second question will be for Brady, third question for Dylan, etc. Sound good, guys? Let's do it. All right, Let's here go. we go. Dylan, rapid-fire, guys. Here we go. I got the first question. On the bottom of the screen, Dylan, what was the first moment you fell in love with horses or horse racing? Uh, eight years old, Mammoth Racetrack, a horse uh, double booked, 35 to 1, gate to wire, five furlongs. I don't know how long ago that was, but it felt like it was about 100 years ago. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Pete, next question for Brady. All right, Brady, best, most memorable horse racing event you ever attended? 2018 Kentucky Derby justified triple crown winner. My first ever uh, horse bet of my life was a $500 win ticket on justified because wow. the guy that got me into horse racing brought me to the Derby happens to be a school teacher and a bartender at the golf course that I play at. And it was all downhill from there. By the way, Ken, 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 shout out to all the school teachers like myself out there. Hopefully you're having a, uh, having a good year so far. And by the way, shout out to Brady, who's a hell of a golfer. We can get into that later if we have time, but, uh, 
uh, Brady. I I don't want to. I want to go to the golf course with you and play 18. I don't want to bet anything because I know you'll kick my ass because I'm a I'm about a 12 handicap. But I'd love to uh, play with you anyway at some point. I've played three times this week, three nine holes, and I'm 10 under cumulative. So I'm I'm peaking right now. I'm like third off the layoff. Wow, <laughs> we we had a comment from Nick about that. There you go. Yeah, that's true. The Masters champ. Yeah, I beat him back in 2011, but I'm sure he doesn't remember that. <laughs> All right, Dylan, this question is for you from uh, Paul Halloran. Dylan, your favorite, favorite U.S. track to visit? No, you can, can read it anyway. <laughs> we don't care. Whatever. Favorite, favorite U.S. track to visit? Uh, I have uh, one and one A. Well, let's say Saratoga, and but a very close second is, is Del Mar. And what about where you like to wager best? I would say Del Mar, it sounds like. Uh, place place to wager. Um, I guess I it would be any answer. track that I have most success at. Yeah, I would say Del Mar, <laughs> Santa Anita. Beautiful. All right, this yeah. question is for you, uh, Brady. This is, I'm going to be reading it. Your best score. Now, you don't have to give a dollar amount. That's none of our business. But the type of bet it was and what track it was at. Yeah, it was my first ever live money contest, 2021. Uh, won Pegasus World Cup betting challenge. Uh, tied of the sea, 10 to 1 morning line into Colonel Liam. Colonel Liam into Nick's go. Nick's go over Jesus's team. Second place, decent score. Very Give nice. the amount. Give the amount. Dollar amount. <laughs> I, I, I took down a decent. I took down uh, a more than a, a year's salary. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, I finished fifth in the Pegasus uh, challenge last year. So we both have had a lot of. Uh, did you qualify for it uh, next year yet, or are you planning on playing in? Next year. I'm planning on playing a lot of live money tournaments this fall, including Keeneland, uh, try to get into BCBC, and then try to get that Pegasus entry, because the Pegasus is going back to the big tournament, the $6,000 buy. Yeah, it's back up to 6000 Absolutely. All right, uh, Dylan, this question is for you from Pete. <laughs> the biggest mistake handicappers consistently make. There's a, I'm sure there's a few of those we see on, on Twitter every day. Oh, um, I mean, me personally, it's, it's just going back to the well with – uh, a you know, particular trainer uh, that you just, you know, we all have our favorite trainers and um, trainers run cold, just like, you know, it's just ebbs and flows of life. Uh, but yeah, I would say just not even looking at the horse and just uh, setting a wager on a favorite jockey or favorite trainer. I like if that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. No, absolutely. Yep. Uh, Paul, next question for Brady. Coolest celebrity you've met at the track? Oh, uh, 2019 Breeders' Cup. Robert Hershevec off of Shark Tank. I pitched oh. him a deal, and he said no. <laughs> <laughs> I say, Robert, hey, I have this great idea for horse racing, how we could combine my business. And, hey, I'll stop you right there, kid. No. I'm like, all right, have a good day, Mr. Hershevec. Oh, so it wasn't, and, I was going to ask you, was it the product or was it the dollar amount? It sounds like it was the product. I didn't even get to share. Like, it was just, he was uh, he was focused on, he was buying some fashion stuff, and I was just, like, starstruck because that's been my show for years. Okay. Well, at least you tried. That's all right. Uh, let's see. This is uh, my question. We got a few more here, guys. This is for Dylan. Bucklist track or race day event you'd like to attend domestic or overseas, uh, Dylan? Yeah. Um that's that's the no-brainer, right? Ascot, Royal Ascot. Uh, okay. Brady and I were contemplating uh, this year. Um, unfortunately, uh, we had crazy schedule, but uh, I've been been dined. I've never haven't been to Europe. Uh, I had a trip planned pre-COVID, and uh, unfortunately, that didn't come to fruition. But I, next year, uh, we're going to be there. 
Yeah, I got a lot of a lot of people, by the way, have said Melbourne Cup in Australia, which sounds like an absolute blast as well. That's been a real popular answer. Wouldn't, just let you guys know. Wouldn't mind being in Australia either. That'd <laughs> be a bad place to be. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Pete, this is for Brady. All right. Oh, this is always a good one. You no, have to and win I want run... you to answer this question too, by the way. Joe. Yeah, you both can answer this one. You have to win one <laughs> race to win for $1 million. Which jockey in history, current or historic, do you want taking them out? Oh, man. Anybody that knows me, it's Irad Ortiz Jr. I mean, wow. have you seen my license plate? <laughs> no. You want to... <laughs> I, I suppose you don't want to say what it is, but uh, oh no, my, my license plate says I rad on it. And, and the key is, is that if I get pulled over, and, and if a police officer is maybe like the steward of the law of the road, that maybe they'll let me get away with speeding. <laughs> well, 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 only if you hit another, only if you hit another car first, Brady. Yeah, is hurting yeah. illegal? You got to smash it into somebody. You have to hit. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't think it, it'd be it'd be Iran. When, when the big money's on the line. Uh, I trust uh, Irad Ortiz. Yeah, I mean, he's really damn good, obviously. We can say a lot of shit about him, but he's really damn good. Uh, Dylan. Yeah, Brady's a young pup. He's still a little bit new in the in the industry. Um, but uh, Ramon Dominguez uh, would be my go-to. Yeah, um, nice. you know, he had an unfortunate injury, but, yeah. man, hell of a race rider. Oh, One I of my mean, favorites. I actually I bumped into the elevator at the, at the BCBC <laughs> last year, guys, and he's as nice as you know everyone says. But it's such a shame. I, that happened on the inner dirt. I still remember the race that it happened on, Dylan. It's such a, such yeah. a shame there. Uh, just throughout my real, not going that far back, but in the same genre, I, God rest his soul, Garrett Gomez for me is right, right close to the top, guys. Uh, his ride on Blame was one of the best rides I think I've ever seen. It was amazing. Um, all right. We got two more questions, guys. This is for Brady, and I believe, is it you, Paul, I think? I think it's, yep. Paul, your question. Hopefully you can read this one, Paul. I know you're not great with your English skills here. <laughs> <laughs> Could you make the font bigger? Favorite horse. Favorite, favorite horse. horse. Favorite horse right now or favorite horse since All I've been time. racing? Actually, this All question time. was for Dylan, wasn't it? I, I apologize. No, you they can both answer. Can both answer. Go yeah, we can both Go answer. Go ahead. So, so I believe an accurate answer is only since I've been in racing, which has been since 2018. And so I've got to go bricks and more. Bricks and mortar for me, okay. 100%. Got to see that horse in person three times at Pegasus, at Churchill Downs, and at the Breeders' Cup. And uh, just phenomenal. Superstar. Okay. Nice horse. Dylan? Uh, that's really tough question. Um, yeah. Just uh, as far as like a horse I've seen live and in person and the turn of foot, I'm actually going to go with Zenyatta. I'm not saying she's the best filly ever, but sure. just uh, – Always fired. Uh, you know, the closing kick. I, I could give you a lot of different adjectives and verbs uh, for, for my relationship with this horse and seeing her. And, go ahead. Uh, this guy's S- got somebody else agree with me? No, I was just saying there, that's the, it's way in the back, but that's a Zenyatta picture right there winning the, the first classic that she, or the classic that she won. Oh, that's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. So that closing kick was, is just, it, I got chills down my spine every time I see her run. This is on good memories. The, I mean, that call there's, a, like there's an awesome YouTube video of all her her yeah. 19 wins right back to back, and it's pretty awesome because those stretch yeah. runs, especially some in the last year, some of those were tight, and it, I get pumped every time I watch that one. Yeah, um, I, I way, agree. Brady, I've seen that video. Yeah, Brady from Alec, not Nick Sko, Brady from Alec. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, Nick Sko changed my life financially, that's for sure, but you have to know when to fade him, and unfortunately I didn't fade him at the Pegasus or I would have won again. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Wow. Oh, really? Wow. That's pretty cool. Um, all right. Last question, guys, and then we're going to get into the handicapping. Again, Pete, feel free to bring in some comments. we got a lot of people watching tonight. We really appreciate everyone watching the HHH Racing Podcast with, of course, the great uh, winning bread guys, uh, Dylan and Brady. Uh, I'll let you go first, Dylan. Last question. Favorite non-horse racing sporting event you've ever attended? Uh, I mean, I'm a big Dolphin fan, a Marlins fan. You know, I'm a Florida guy. Um, yeah, a football game any day of the week. Do you have a specific event, a specific game they bring in mind? Um, hmm. I, I was really young. Uh, I don't remember the year, but it was uh, the Dolphins were at home Monday night. They were playing the Chicago, uh, the, the undefeated Chicago Bears. Um, just, it was mass hysteria, but I was, you know, I was really young, so I, I don't remember a lot of it. I remember just the excitement and the energy and, and, uh, and, uh, Marino, if I'm not mistaken, was, was still quarterbacking then. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we can have about an hour yeah, conversation about that game because I'm a Chicago guy, <laughs> Dylan. I can tell you exactly where I was. The first of all, it was 1985 <laughs> and it was right, it was right before Thanksgiving. How do I yes. know? Because I was, I was on the seventh grade boys basketball team. And we had a tournament game that night, and I was so effing pissed that I was going to miss, like, the biggest Monday Night Football game in the history of sports. And, of course, there's no DVR or anything. I, we never had a VHS, so I had to watch the highlights when I got home. But that, I know exactly. That was 1986. <laughs> Actually, 1985, excuse me, because uh, I had a basketball game that night. That's how crazy I am. Good call. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, right yeah. Sorry I had to bring back yeah, those memories. The Bears got their ass kicked in, but I think they had a pretty good year after that, if I recall. So they did. They won they the did. Super Bowl. Yep. So anyway, uh, Brady. Yep. They were supposed to face the Dolphins again, by the way, Dylan, in the Super Bowl. The Dolphins effed up in the playoffs in New England. The and I was at that year. So I was at that game. Were you really? <laughs> wow. At Miami, squish the fish. Oh, you were at the yeah. Miami. Oh, wow. Okay. Ooh, Patriots went awesome. down and upset them in the AFC championship game. That's right. I was uh, there. Brady. I'm very old, guys, as you can tell. <laughs> he was yeah, not on the seventh grade uh, basketball team at the I time. Was not on the, <laughs> I was not a seventh grade of breaking. <laughs> he was, he was a Sorry, Brady. basketball team that year. I, yeah. was, I was a few years out of college. Let's just put it that way. Brady, you have a favorite yeah. non-horse racing sport? Yeah. Game? My favorite event to go to every year is the Indy 500. Uh, favorite sporting event live I've ever attended that's memorable was the 2011 Bridgestone Invitational in Akron, Ohio. Tiger Woods was playing terrible, and he actually hit me on the fly with one of his tee shots. And wow. the video's on YouTube, and uh, I go kind of crazy. He signs a glove for me, and yeah, I kind of go wild. But wow. uh, yeah, I got hit by Tiger Woods, so that was pretty memorable. Amazing. That's, that's pretty awesome. Cool. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed that little 10 minutes of post-segment. Let's get into the handicapping. We have a lot of people waiting. We got five races. We got Vail Place. Thanks for joining the show. Appreciate that. We got five races to cover, guys. For those of you that are uh, used to watching Dylan and Brady's show and not familiar with our show, you're going to see banners on the bottom of the screen here coming up in just a minute that have all of our picks for each uh, race. We go race by race. For example, Race seven, now there's a scroll at the bottom of the screen. It shows all five of our picks. We do one race at a time. We'll go ahead right now and bring up the uh, – we, we show the Equibase entries real quick, guys, and then we show the past performances. We do we use their formulator. We also try to uh, show some replays as well. So let me go ahead and get right now up on the screen here. Let me put this up right. And let's see. There we go. All right. So I'm going to go full screen, guys. So the first race 
in the pick five. And Dylan and Brady, out of respect to you guys as special guests, you guys are always going to go first in your analysis. Dylan, we're going to have you go first. The first leg of the pick five Saturday night is race seven. It's the Del Mar Mile. It's great too. Post time is about uh, seven ten uh, uh, Eastern Standard Time. It's three hundred grand on the line. One mile on the turf. You can see the field right there. It's a nice field of ten. Pretty wide open. The Moorline favorite, who's on a roll right now, is number five, Hong Kong Harry for Damato and Pratt. Uh, Dylan, it looks like you are going with Hong Kong Harry to start out the pit five. Yeah, so um, I, I didn't have a, a, a ton of time to handicap these races, and I, I apologize, but uh, I know a lot of these horses. So That's what you got Brady uh, for here, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, uh, I thought Astronaut uh, was, was interesting in this race. Um, you, you want just uh, one horse, correct? Whatever you want. Go ahead. You're done. I, yeah, I thought – Astronaut is, uh, is, is run well, fresh, uh, lightly raced for being a five-year-old. Um, you know, ha- has obviously some back class. I-, I thought the closing numbers uh, were, were, you know, I would say top three in the field. Um, outside post, not, not a huge fan of that. Uh, but uh, I think this, this horse, uh, based upon the works, I, I think I- – by the way, I, I'm a big workout guy. I look at the workout reports, and, and unfortunately, all the workout reports from Bruno and DRF, they come out the day of. Yeah, exactly. uh, But just on looks here and, and looking at some of the last, past couple couple works, this horse is, is, is sitting on a big one, and, and obviously the price is going to be right. How do you feel about the layoff and the, and the, and the turn back in distance, Dylan? Both those things sort of, sort of helped me astray a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree. I, th- this horse has run well, fresh. I know it's, uh, we're talking about what uh, almost a uh, little over a year and a half, uh, almost two years. Um, but the horse, like I said, is, has been training really nice, has run well off, uh, looks like a six, seven month layoff in a second. Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, the, the works say this horse is, is, uh, is, is in good, you know, in good shape. Uh, yeah, the layoff doesn't bother me. Um, the distance, three seconds and three starts. Uh, and again, it's been, you know, look at the track record and the, and the horses that, uh, that uh, she's gone against, um, or he's gone against, excuse me. I, I think yeah. uh, it's definitely going to be some value there on that one. Yeah, he's going to be a live long shot. I think there is enough early pace to set up for Astronaut uh, if he can get there and work out a, uh, a trip. Uh, Hong Kong Harry's who you're going with. Brady, um, I wouldn't say this is the logical favorite because I mean, there's a lot of horses that could win this race. I mean, mm-hmm. this horse has done absolutely nothing wrong at all. Three to one mooring line for uh, a, a pretty big jockey change, although Vasquez is good, but going to Pratt, I can't hurt you. Yeah, last time I checked before Flavian Pratt booked his tickets to New York, uh, he was the king of Del Mar and the king of Santa Anita. And so he's going to come back, he's going to have a huge day. Um, he's going to get over bet probably, but he's probably going to win three or four races on Saturday. Let's be honest. Um, Hong Kong Harry's going to be strong. Phil D'Amato's been strong all meet. I know him and Doug O'Neill and Bob Baffer are all vying for that leading trainer title. And D'Amato's got a lot of good chances this weekend uh, to take that. A lot more mounts than the other two. And so um, Hong Kong Harry was my top pick. Uh, I did like Pratt getting back up aboard. I like the trip that I see this horse sitting. Um, I think there's going to be a little bit of pace in this race uh, with the horse just at his outside Goliad in the six. Um, I believe Juan Hernandez is going to take that horse right to the lead as that's the way that this horse needs to run to win. 
And so uh, Pratt is just so good at not getting his horses into trouble. And so when I'm trying to handicap a race from, you know, finish back to the start on where do I see this horse position the entire race? I see this horse positioned in a spot to where there's no excuses. And therefore, I expect Hong Kong Harry to get a nice trip. Uh, you know, besides the jockey upgrade, you know, we're coming out of a grade two. We're coming out of a grade three. Uh, we're turning back in distance by an eighth of a mile. I just think it's all systems go for this Hong Kong Harry horse. I'm not willing to single the horse. Um, maybe the odd chance that Goliad gets loose in the lead. Everything that Juan Hernandez has been riding has just been an automatic upgrade for me, all me. That dude is having a fantastic meet, um, and he's aggressive. And, you know, he's really filled the shoes. Uh, he's not Flavian Pratt 2.0, but I'll tell you what, he's my favorite rider out west right now wow. in Juan Hernandez. Uh, the horse that I think that can kind of upset a little bit is this Captain Peak, uh, D'Amato, yeah. the other D'Amato with Raspoli. Um, I felt like there wasn't a whole lot of difference between Kafkin Peak and Hong Kong Harry. I feel like if there is that extra pace, Kafkin Peak is going to have the jump uh, on Hong Kong Harry um, and pass him in the lane. And so I felt like the two D'Amato's were inseparable and a little bit of Goliath for me on the lead. So, Brady, I, I, uh, you, you gave such a great analysis, didn't want to interrupt you. But, uh, Pete, you and I both have Kafkin Peak on top. Now, something uh, Brady and Dylan, I talked about this a few weeks ago on my show, I've just decided to start handicapping every card without the morning lines. And it's actually been helpful for me. Uh, I, w I was hoping Kathkin Peak would actually be higher. Uh, Pete, I don't know if you felt the same way, but I want to watch the last race that ran in the Eddie Reed. Uh, Kathkin Peak is the 11, and um, uh, Hong Kong is the 9. And I thought Kathkin Peak had more trouble. I'll let you talk about this race as we show it, uh, Pete. Yeah, I mean, when you, when you watch the start here, they – You'll you'll see when they when they break, but they both get banged around pretty good. You know, you see the outside horse comes into Kathkin Pete, yeah, and Hong Kong Harry t takes a takes the brunt of that too. But Hong Kong Harry was able to at least get a little bit closer and, and get a little bit of a better trip, whereas Kathkin Pete is peak. Keep calling my own name is a uh, winds up sitting dead last, and I think just left himself a little too much there's to do. There's also a study there. There's also a study. Yeah, there. I think there's a and study. Yep. Peak is really is really rank, isn't he? Look, he just couldn't settle this race. Pete. Well, I mean, once you you know you get one of those, and you never know what it's going to do in a, to a horse when they get knocked around like that. So I'm sure it knocked him off his game a bit. Yeah. Plus, now he's stuck in the back, and this is a horse that seems to run better a little bit off, you know, like, you know, third, fourth over, you know, third, yeah. fourth position, not necessarily yeah. this monster closer from way back in the field. Right. So he's there. Hong Kong uh, is going to get the jump right here in the sort of the yellow. And here's Kathkin Peak, who already steady. And then right here, he sees it a little bit tight there. I thought Pete and had an angle. And now he's going to come up the inside. Now he's just all over the place. Now he's got to angle out a little bit. I don't know. I thought it was, I thought there was some sneaky trouble and finishes right there with a horse I think is going to be the favorite beat in this race. Oh, no, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, and I think both of them, neither of them had the greatest a trip just because of the way the race started. So I think both of them have sort of trip excuses, but I think because Hong Kong Harry finished a little bit better, finished a little bit closer than it, you know, that's what sort of makes him the favorite on top of the three race, three race winning streak he was coming in with. And I think he's going to appreciate the mile more than a mile and an eighth. If, if you go back to Kathkin Peak's first three races, look, yeah. he lost to it a mile. Rock Your World when Rock Your World was actually a good racehorse. Yeah, that was the good. That was the good Rock Your World. <laughs> the one so race. That was, yeah, the, the, no, that was the that was the first of two, uh, Paul, oh. that he had. The first of two. I, thought, I knew were, about the center and either Derby. I wasn't aware of anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah the, the jockey had his shoes in the irons in that one. 
I actually like the turn back for Captain Peak because I think he's going to do better with more pace in front of him. Paul, you've got five, ten, seven. I know we we already covered those three, but you agree with Dylan a little bit with the astronaut. You've got uh, him in second, Paul. Yeah, I would like to say Dylan is one of the most astute guests we've ever had. <laughs> Beautiful. We just started the show too. Any thoughts? No, on I, I, I think the only Thank question. I, I, you know, I, I think that off the layoff, cutting back, my only concern in the post position, you know, I think the 10 is more of a board horse for me. I mean, I'm going to use him uh, as a B or a C in the pick five, but uh, I, I do think, it, you know, I don't think he went off form. I mean, he ran in the Breeders' Cup turf, losing to Yabeb and Broom, and, and then he ran in the, in the Hollywood Gold Cup, uh, which he, he did not run well, but Acclimate was in that race. Would be very tough in this field. So, um, and and I think Sheriff's off the layoff is just fine, as Dylan said. So, uh, I, I'll be using him uh, defensively in the pick five a little bit and uh, underneath and uh, in the race itself. All right, let's let's go on. Excellent analysis. It's gonna be a really interesting race. I think Goliad's gonna go to lead, guys. We'll see how far Goliad can take them. Let's go to race eight now. Race eight. Uh, I don't know what, Dylan, I don't know what you and Brady thought. This race to me is tricky, a uh, real tricky race. This is an absolute spread for me. And based on some of the picks you guys threw out there, I'm guessing you guys agree. This is an allowance optional claiming 40. They're going seven furlongs on the dirt. The claiming tag optionally is 40,000. You can see the field here. It's a nice big field of 10, and it's a very soft morning line favorite with a number five red line for Sadler. And Johnny Velasquez, who just got his 1,000th win at Saratoga, flying across the country for this uh, big day. Uh, we'll go to you first, uh, Brady. You've got the one, Mr. Impossible, mm -hmm. who obviously you think is a very possible winner on Saturday. Yeah, I, I just think this horse woke up all of a sudden. Uh, last time, uh, or two times ago, he had to face the chosen Braun, defunded and classier. Um all of a sudden, we get Rispoli aboard next time out, going back to Hernandez. Hernandez, I think, probably saw something in this horse that went wrong last time. Uh, wants to be on this horse again. Maybe we were in a little too deep of waters in the affirmed because it was a grade three. Now we're coming back to Allowance Company. We're going seven furlongs. And a lot of people hate horses that aren't going to be on the lead from the one post. I don't necessarily always buy into that. I think this horse is going to see a nice trip and sit third or fourth. Um, and then pounce at the top of the stretch. I like the price, mainly because I didn't like the price on the five. Um, Johnny V is definitely flying across the country to ride country grammar and a few other uh, mounts in red line. But this was a favorite that I didn't want to beat me, uh, but I didn't want to necessarily leave him off my ticket either. Um, I figured Ronis Racing would just give Palavian Pratt all their winners on Saturday if they're going to let him ride flight line. And so I definitely won the one on top. Red line, uh, you know, as kind of a backup or a saver. And then my uh, upset hope is the 10 disc jockey. And if you okay, follow horse we, racing, uh, yeah. Uh, Bray, sorry to interrupt you. I just want to show the last replay real quick at the end of the race with Red line. Red line, and Ellie, you know, Ellie was a decent mm -hmm. jockey. I mean, she does a nice job, but she's not Johnny V. Red line, who's right here, I've highlighted in the Hironis Silks, was like, was, was in like Indiana on the top of the stretch here. I, mean, I know sometimes <laughs> the outside posts are not bad, but Brady, this this is silly. Why? I mean, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and to run second out of this effort um, is phenomenal. I typically like betting Johnny V when he's going to be on or pressing the pace. I think he's a better jockey when he's aggressive. 
And so the only horse that I think that's ever won for me off the pace with Johnny V, it was Sister Charlie. So <laughs> I kind of am a little bit biased. He's kind of my nemesis. Um, I was a Tiz Law supporter and I was a Mandaloon supporter. And so he took those two derbies from me. And so maybe I'm a little bit handicapping biased. We all fall, we all fall in love with horses. We all fall in love with jockeys. And we all have those horses and jockeys that typically beat us when we you know, need to single a horse. Yeah. And so um, I'll get to disc jockey down here. This horse has ran all over the place. He's been with Safi Joseph. Now we get Peter Miller. And I'm thinking if a horse is going to wake up, it's going to be with Peter Miller. It's going to be at a price. I think you're probably going to get higher than five to one on this horse come race day. And if he can find some of that previous form that he used to show at Gulfstream Park, all it takes is one race. And so when I'm handicapping a race for a price, I look at what is the horse potentially capable of running in his back class? And if he runs that race, is it good enough to win? And I think so. Yeah, he's 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 off the claim. Definitely stepping up, turning back. Uh, he's interesting. Dylan, I got to tell you, young man, um, I like your pick. Now, I don't I don't have the two in my top um, three. But you know what? I don't I, I don't love a lot of horses in this race, including even some of the ones I first, second, third, because frankly, the favorites don't do a lot for me. I do. I do like the jock change with the five. I just think he's the best. You're on the sunrise journey for Ioso, who just won, I believe. Now, you didn't take him because he won that second race today, did you? Race two to Del Mar today, right? Am I correct about that? I think no, I, I capped, I capped this uh, before that race. But, uh, okay. yeah, so in a race like this. Speed of the speed, right, Dylan? Yeah, it's, you know, I don't know who else is going to go 22. There, there's not much pace in this race. I think it's, uh, uh, you mentioned, you know, uh, in the beginning that this is a, uh, one of those wide open races. I'm not a huge fan of a race like this in the, basically in the back end of the card. But um, with that being said, uh, this horse is speed of speed. Uh, he's, yeah. he's uh, I mean, to claim this horse for 22-5, that would have been an amazing uh, claim. Then he, you know, the second time with this, with uh, Steve Knapp, he runs a 90 buyer and opens up. Um, yeah, it, it's just, it's some, you know, it's, it, it's most when you look at races like this, claiming races, it, at times it could be just as simple as pace. And, and I, I believe that that's yeah. what it's about in this race. There's no other, as well, I, maybe, you know, good, uh, the outside horse, a uh, horse that Brady likes, I guess, uh, for second yeah. or third, yeah. uh, disc jockey yeah. uh, from the outside post. But uh, I don't see anybody. If the two breaks clean, I think he's gone. Okay. I think the six might actually show some speed and maybe the seven also. I like the two more underneath, but I, but I, I do like the opinion overall, Dylan. I like the creativity because Frank, and I, I believe he's going to be more than six to one. I think you're looking at more like eight to 10 to one, Dylan. Don't you think? I don't know about six to one. Uh, seems low to me on this horse. I, the, you know, the workout reports are going to, uh, the DRF workout reports are going to come out. And I, I, I have a feeling they're going to, that last work is going to be a, a B or B plus. Yeah. I, I think this horse is going to be within six to one to the eight to okay. one range. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Paul, let's go to you real quick. Uh, Paul, let's talk about the four. You've got the four in second. We haven't mentioned uh, conundrum, which is how I feel about this race in general. This is a horse on the improve. This might set off a fast pace and could be a big price here. Yeah, I, I think that's exactly how it. I I do like. Uh, Dylan's pick. I just checked Steve Knapp. It's a good move for him. Off a win in a dirt sprint, he's 17%, which is higher than his percentage overall. Yeah. And I do think he's going to go. Uh, I will say I think Redline is going to be closer than second to last in, in this race today. 
Uh, pardon me, this race on Saturday. But uh, uh, back to the four, two for two at the distance, one for two with the third at Del Mar. Uh, Bravo has been on the horse consistently. He looks like he can sit that trip where he's not too far off and, and have a kick at the end. And, and I, I really like him to be on the board in this race. Uh, by the way, we have Terry Finley from – wow, I, uh, Mr. Finley, we really appreciate you uh, being on the show. Paul, have you uh, did you talk to him this week at Saratoga? With I crossed paths several times. I did not talk to I have talked to Terry before for stories, uh, especially regarding uh, New York Reds. He is a terrific guy, and if you want to talk about someone who's good for the game, uh, you can put him right near the top of your list. Well, Mr. Finley, we really appreciate you uh, listening to the show. And speaking speaking of which, we're going to try to get some people from uh, from from their uh, organization on because they do a great job, and uh, they also got their what one thousandth win, also correct, uh, Paul? This year they, with, uh, they got it at Saratoga. They got it yeah. at Saratoga uh, last week or the week before. All the Saratoga weeks are running together for yeah, me at this point. Uh, I've reached <laughs> out, uh, uh, Pete and Paul. I, I've reached out to Jason Blewett, who I've met a few times. Jason's before. terrific. He's and terrific. Great dude. We're going to try to get him on the show. Uh, Dylan and uh, Brady, do you guys know any of the West Point guys? Yeah, uh, I know Jason. Jason's, uh, yeah, yeah, what a great guy he is. Um, Saw him up at Saratoga yeah. last weekend. Okay, yeah, yeah. great guys. Uh, Pete, real quick about the nine exalted. I mean, I, I hate this four to one morning line. I didn't know. I mean, I guess he can win, but he's one for eight. You know, I've got, I know I've got him second. Like I said, I don't even love my own picks in this race, to be honest. No, it's funny when I no usually I go through and I flag the horses I think have a possibility to win. And when I got to the end, I had eight out of the 10 flagged. So it was a complete it was a complete toss up race for me. A couple things I liked. Obviously, I liked the pickup of Pratt. And I assume that's where the that's going to sort of cause the odds to drop a little bit. One thing I liked we came off, a, you know, pretty obviously a year long layoff came back right into a grade two and actually ran pretty well against American theorem. Who's come back to, to really flatter that race. And then in that last one, he dropped down and, and, and then he was, he was way too far back and the winner kid Corleone got away on the lead. So there was no chance of really catching him by the time, by the time exalted got going. So what I'm hoping for is Pratt and, and, and sort of Brady alluded to this earlier, Bray, Pratt's graded. He's going to get his horse in the mix. He's not going to keep his horse too far back. He generally knows yeah. what he's got under him. So I think this one, and I, I, and I was hoping for a little bit more of a price just because the last two didn't look great on paper. But if this one floats up at all, or even at four to one, I'll take it. But I think Pratt can get this one closer and actually then, um, sort of go back to the to the prior form a little bit. I just think that last race was just you can't come from that far back when you're chasing a horse on the front end that just gets away like that. Uh one last thing I just want to mention, Brady, I don't want to poo-poo your uh pick, but we 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 deep we deep dive on this show as I'm sure you guys as well. We like to talk about a lot of stats. Number one, Mr. Impossible, who is off that layoff. Uh Simon Callan's actually not bad six to twelve months. He's about twelve percent. But I, I went deeper into the stat, 8 to 13 months. So if you go out a little bit further, he's only one for 19 lifetime. So, again, I'm not saying people should bet Brady's top choice or bet the one, but the further the layoff is – my point is the longer the layoff, the worse Simon Callahan does. That's probably the case for most trainers, right, Brady? It is, and I think Rudy Rodriguez is struggling with that, you know, this meet at Saratoga, kind of the same thing, just ice cold. But we play a contrarian game. 
And what seems that should make sense is not always that way. And that's how we get prices on. Hey, if if there's always a one for 30 and if you get that one, then you're, then you're in good shape. (laughs) Hey, Paul, real quick on, on your four, there was a nice Bravo and and George P 12 out of 13 in the money in dirt sprints. If you throw out the first time starters, so you got to that horse at eight to one to hit the board. I mean, those, that combination just tends to hit the board every time. So I like that one at a price. All right. And my guy, George, George is having a good meet. Yeah. Yeah. Let's move on to race nine. By the way, we've got a huge following tonight. Again, we really appreciate everyone watching uh, tonight's show. Please comment. Let me just go back. Please comment in the live chat. If you have any questions for Dylan, for Brady, for Paul, Peter, myself, or horse racing general, uh, generally really uh, appreciate it. All right, guys, let's go on to uh, the next race here. Rex, next race is race nine. It's the Del Mar Derby. This is, Grade two, it's restricted for three-year-olds. It's on the turf. Another purse of $300,000. But going a mile and eighth, you see the field right there. It's a nice field of nine, led by the number nine, Balnikoff for Little Red Feather Racing, uh, D'Amato and Rispoli. Dylan, let's go with you first. You're going with the seven, McKinnon for O'Neill and Juan Hernandez. I believe, if I recall, second off the layoff. Dylan, can you hear us? Hello? Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, now can you hear me okay? okay? Go ahead. Yeah, now we can. I don't know what happened here, but uh, anyway. You're um, on <laughs> I'm on McKinnon. Uh, he was uh, favored against the uh, the favorite, that well, morning line favorite, uh, Balanikoff, if that's how you pronounce it. Uh, Billy's my buddy at LRF. He's going to beat my ass if I mispronounce uh, the name of this horse. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, that horse was coming off, uh, you know, three, four month layoff. Um, you could, you know, the record speaks for itself. This horse is uh, the closing numbers, strong, second off layoff. There's a lot of angle, obvious angles uh, that I like here. Um, what else? Uh, you know, obviously the, the breeding is there with, with AP, Scat Daddy. He, he fires every race. Uh, you know, he shows up every single race. Uh, he was also, um, I think it was, um, yeah, he, uh, he was a few lengths in back of, this was three back, uh, that Baffert uh, horse. I, you know, I forgot the yeah, name New of that Grange. horse. But Newgrange. Newgrange. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th- I had him dirt. in that race, yeah. and that was on the dirt. Yeah he's, yeah, he's more suited for the turf. I There's just a lot of angles here. I think it's quite obviously, quite obvious. Uh, but I think, you know, the seven and the nine are probably going to go off very similar odds. Uh, like yeah, I just realized the Mad Cat's got a piece of this horse. That's interesting. Um, Brady, tough tough field here. You are you've got the three in this race. Let me go up to that. Mm-hmm. You've got the three war at sea. This is a horse I actually almost picked. I know I have him third, but I found this horse interesting. We're gonna show the last replay with Cabo's spirit. Actually we're gonna show a few races back at the uh, we're gonna show the actually we are showing the last race, sorry, with Cabo uh, Spirit and uh Balnikoff. What, what do you like about War at Sea here? Yeah, yeah. I, I like War at Sea because of a few reasons. Uh, look at the configuration we're going. We're going a mile and an eighth from the inner chute. Uh, everybody hates outside posts at Del Mar. They even hate outside posts even more when you have to go out of the chute. And so um, I'm upgrading horses that are kind of coming from the inside posts. Uh, War at Sea really impressed me last time out, uh, putting away Cabo Spirit. Cabo Spirit came back 
um, and won last time out. War at Sea has had a little bit of a break, and so I expect this horse to be fresh. Fire off of the mini layoff here. Uh, Mike Smith stays aboard. I'm not always the biggest supporter of Mike Smith on favorites, but on the turf at a price, I will play Mike Smith. I just think he gets way over bet when he's on a monster and finds a way to lose. Uh, I do like him at six to one on the turf, uh, sitting a nice trip here for War at Sea. Um, if we could touch on McKinnon again real quick, I, I want to point out some things. I think McKinnon is the best horse in the race. The reason I can't pick him is let's look. I like to watch replays, but I also do trust the people at DRF with their commentary on the races. The last five races, there's been a trip excuse for McKinnon. So is this horse the Tacitus of 2022? Maybe. <laughs> oh but look, we were pulled early. We were pinched at the start. We were brushed. We were checked, pulled up early, clipped heels. Those are the last five races for McKinnon. If this horse gets a clean trip for once, he's the clear standout winner. I just can't trust that he's going to give himself that trip, and that's why I'm against McKinnon. That's the thing. I mean, I, you, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, Brady. So you see trouble, 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 and then you say, well, if he doesn't get in trouble, but maybe he just tends to get in trouble with good jockeys mm -hmm. too. That always, you know, maybe just doesn't have that turn yeah. of foot that he needs. He's a little more he, one-paced. Uh, but it, he gets in trouble and he still almost wins. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. He's 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 definitely a use here for sure. Uh, Pete, you are uh, going with the one. As am I. We just showed the replay of Cabo Spirit. What do you like about Cabo Spirit uh, on top here, Pete? Yeah, I, I I think one of it was I liked that the you know came back off not not a big layoff but a, you know a few months layoff and gets a nice win again that race against War at Sea I thought Cabo Spirit had a little bit more to do I thought War at Sea had a little bit of a better trip I think yeah. they're they're pretty even in my book though so I, I don't think you can go wrong either way and then I like the paired up. Uh, lifetime buyer top. So this one, it was on the dirt. So they, they started the year on the turf. It wins. It runs a real nice race. Then they get a little, you know, they get a little derby happy, like, like some of, of these owners and, and trainers tend to do. Doesn't run that bad. I mean, well, a second by 15, but still doesn't embarrass himself. But then the next four look a little sloppy. You know, we always talk about this on here where you get the, the dirtied up form a bit. Then they put it back on the turf. It runs that nice race on a speed favoring, you know, at least by DRF standards says speed favoring, even though there was some, some decent fractions takes the layoff, comes back another co-buyer top. Now I feel like there's probably a, hopefully a move forward here. And if we get a move forward, then, then I think this horse pretty much fits and, and is as good as anyone in the race. There was a couple George P stats I didn't like. He was two for 25 in graded stakes on turf and one for 10 in graded stakes on the Del Mar turf. But like Brady said, all it takes is that one to, to sort of swing that around and, and hopefully maybe you get that baked into the price a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Matthew asked about slow down Andy. The answer to that, Matthew, is no. <laughs> no one likes slow down Andy, but he's a, he's a real nice calbred, but stepping up in class there. Um, Paul, not too much to say. We've all got one. You've got the three and five. We've touched on them. Is there enough uh, pace in this race to set up for the one? Obviously, you think there is, Paul. Or you think it'll just Yeah, and, and, and as usual, my friend Pete makes a very good point. You know, the, the Kentucky Derby is a drug like no other drug. If you're in horse racing and if you take out those three races, when they, you know, if you have a three-year-old who can, who can compete, you got to try it, but you take out those three races and this horse's last seven races look like seven stats, three wins, two seconds, two thirds, all seven on the board. So, uh, 
you know, Ron Lombardi, who owned Forense Fire, who owns a very good uh, horse called Andiamo a Forense, a New York bred who won last Friday. You know, he was talking about that after the race, about, you know, putting Forense Fire on the Derby trail. And he said, you got a shot at the Derby, you, you got to do it. You know, and of course, Forense ended up being a tremendous sprinter as, as this horse Andiamo or Forensic could be. But, you know, I think you, you just take those three races right out of the picture, and uh, this horse fits very nicely. Yeah, Dylan and Brady, just in case you guys, uh, I'm assuming you don't know, but Paul Howland writes for the Saratoga Special, so he covers a bunch of races during the Saratoga meet. Um, and so we get a lot of insight from trainers and jocks and whatnot. It's great, one of the great things of having Paul on the show. Real quick, Dylan or Brady, on, on Balnikoff, Um you know, my first thought, guys, is that he wants to go a little bit shorter. Although, when you go back to his form in France, he went a mile and three eighths, a mile, you know, or a mile three sixteenths. But I don't know if you guys noticed in that replay, uh, Brady and Dylan, but he looks uh, appreciably smaller than War at Sea. So I'm not saying he can't run the mile and eighth, but he sort of seems like that Euro that might be better in like a mile race where he can show a quicker turn of foot. I just don't know if he's best a mile and eighth. Do you guys have any thoughts? at Balnikoff a mile versus mile and eight? I think it's to be determined. Um, I, I look at his previous races, and he definitely fits with this group. Uh, if we go three back to Churchill Downs, he went a mile and a 16th uh, on a turf course that a lot of people have had much criticism over and uh, barely lost a stolen base that day. Um, thank goodness, because I didn't have him in the pick five. <laughs> but uh, so thank you to stolen base for winning that race. But uh, I'm willing to take a shot again here. You know, I don't appreciate the outside post. It seems to be everybody's con of Delmar is you don't really want to be outside. And so Rispoli can sometimes work some magic on the turf. Um, I think we're going to find out, you know. A, a lot of people think, you know, a horse can't get the distance until they can, until they try it, and uh, which we'll get into in the next race. Oh, <laughs> you think that's going to come into play in this next race? <laughs> uh, guys, I, I, I'll be honest. and we, we have a bit of a... Uh, we have the we have the president of the Flightline fan club right over this direction, a few races over. And you guys, I'm I'm actually joking. You'll find out why in a minute. Um, I've been waiting for this race for a long time, guys. I, I think most people are. And Paul, we've been waiting for a long time because this horse doesn't run very often. So that, as I'm sure you're going to bring up, but guys, the story here as I go and switch the screen is obvious. Flightline is a really exciting horse. One of the most exciting horses in my lifetime so brady we don't have to go we don't have to you know we, we we can go pretty far back and still uh one of those horses i go ahead and switch over to the pacific classic here uh we all know it's a million dollars the premier um older handicap race on the west coast for three-year-olds and up they're going a mile and a quarter it's a very demanding on a surface that can be demanding of course we all know as i bring this up on screen right now there we go we all know the huge morning line favorite one to five for a horse that has never gone past eight panels. Now it's to go 10 panels for Sadler and Pratt. This is just one of the most exciting horses we've seen in a long time. Uh, Dylan, you're not messing around. Flight line and move on, right? Yeah, uh, pretty much free square, pick four. Um, the, the only thing, uh, you know, obviously once in a lifetime, right, that we're – we're all part of uh, historically yeah. two turns, you know, first time, two turns, who knows, yeah. you know, you just, uh, it's not, it's not a mile and a 16th. Uh, I mean, it's a mile and a quarter, you know, it's 
some serious distance and first time going to a turn. So this is good. If this sort if light line wins, uh, it, it, he's going to go down a top uh, two or three horses ever. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm a little bit younger than you guys. So easy oh, guys. Ever. Oh, I'm still alive over there, Paul. Are you ever? A mile and a quarter is so so demanding. Yeah, in in my lifetime, my lifetime. You guys got a couple years on me. Couple years. Maybe, maybe. How if you're if you're eight? (laughs) That's a statement. Break it up easy. I do this to get heated right now. Wow. Hey, over at Winning Bread, we take strong opinions and we handle it. Absolutely. Oh, we, That's the name yeah, of the game, Brady. And you and I are on the same team here, buddy. <laughs> we, we, if he wins, if Flightline wins this race a mile and a quarter, I, I'm, I'm telling you that 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 is no easy feat. If miles, it, no, this is serious. I would agree. Here. And then if he First wins the Breeders' Cup Classic, we could start talking about. All right, we can have the top, conversation. Top 20. Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. All, right. All right. So, Brady, top 20. <laughs> I got to put everyone on back on screen, folks. Brady, young man, sir. I, I almost did what you did, I have to say. I almost did what you did, and then I came to my fucking senses and says, who is going to push this horse? That's the thing. If there was other speed in this race, Brady, I would really, really like Country Grammar more than I even do. And I am using it, by the way. I'm using my pick five. I'm not, I'll get into my analysis in a second. But here's the thing, Brady. Who is going to push Flightline? Now, do you think someone's going to push Flightline, or do you actually think he can't get the distance? That's my big question for you, Brady. So let's go back to the last race. I was actually sitting with Dylan at uh, Golfstream when we were there on uh, Belmont Day to watch the Met Mile. Flatland didn't make the lead. He showed a new dimension that we didn't know he had. Uh, Let's just rewind the tape about, what, nine months? We thought that this horse was the best sprinter in the world? Okay, so he passes the test at the sprinters. Then he goes to the Malibu, wins. Oh, maybe this horse will go to the Breeders' Cup Mile. Then he wins like that in the Met Mile, passing a horse, sitting off, uncomfortable, Pratt almost lost the race twice, I thought, and he yeah. still won by open lengths. Okay, now this horse is going to the Breeders' Cup Classic. So look at the evolution of how our opinion on this horse has changed. Um, he's incredible. He's a once-in-a-lifetime type of horse. We still have to see if he can get that mile and a quarter. And as we've seen in derbies, as we've seen in gold cups, as we've seen in Breeders' Cups Classics, some horses, like, like I think life is good, Max is out of the mile and an eighth. Did we find that out over in Dubai? Maybe this horse maxes out at a mile. We don't know. Most horses do not go a mile and a quarter first time two turns. Okay. Most horses two turn mile, two turn mile in the 16th. If this horse pulls this off and then goes on to win the Breeders' Cup Classic, hats off. I want this horse to win on Saturday so that I can get a better price on Epicenter in the Classic. Wow. Okay. Well, well, hold on a second. Now you pick country grammar. So, I know you guys have strong opinions, as do we. Give me the scenario in which Country Grammar wins. What? What? I believe is that is that Johnny Velasquez. Let me go, let's go to Country Grammar here. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it is. That's who he's flying over to ride. And and Country Grammar. I mean, look, this horse. He's ran all over the world. He's ran well off of a huge layoff before. I think Stiletto Boy tries to do what he should have done in the Pegasus, which was go. <laughs> but unfortunately. Um, or he didn't want to go with life is good, nor can anybody else. I don't know. I, we'll see what Pratt does with Flightline here. I think if it's anybody, it's Stiletto Boy. If Flightline can't get the distance, that's my backup of country grammar that I know can get a mile and a quarter. And okay. so I'm a huge, 
uh, backer of horses that have proven themselves at distances. And, you know, if we go back to Santa Anita in the Gold Cup, uh, mile and a quarter, no problem. And so he's done it. Uh, yeah. I, I, he's done it over in uh, the UAE as well. And so this, this, is, this horse, like Epicenter, like Nest, they just like these longer distances. And, you know, like, like in the Breeders' Cup Marathon, you know, Lone Rock and, you know, Rocket, you know Rocketry and a couple others, they're, they're specialists at this. And so Country Grammar is a long-distance specialist. If Flightline just stops, this is the horse that's going to beat it. Oh, I don't, <laughs> I don't think Flightline's going to completely stop, but I know what you mean. <laughs> um, I do want to show a little bit here because I thought Country Grammar had – I don't think so either. Last time. I thought Country Grammar had moved early last time, Brady. I thought this was a, 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 an absolute perfect prep for this race. Country Grammar is the eight. And you can see Royal Ship. Let me go forward a little bit. You can see Royal Ship. You see, this is a bad place to be. Country Grammar is right here, guys, in the three path, surrounded by two other horses. He's got the winner on the outside. This is just a real uncomfortable position. And he had to move earlier than he wanted. I think Country Grammar, I'll just stop it right there. But, Brady, I think Country Grammar is going to sit a great trip. The question mm-hmm. is, is someone else going to put pressure on on, on um, Whiteline? That, that's my issue. Uh, Correct. Well, and, yeah. and the other thing I'll say about country grammar is I don't have a stat to back this up. It's just an observation of mine in me okay. following racing for the last five years. When a horse ships back over after a race or two from overseas, Middle East or Europe, typically their next start after that is not their best effort after shipping. So, so just an observation. Of mine. Oh, I, we, we have – that that actually that's sort of, that's a bit of a fallacy that's been put to bed, but I don't want to have the argument with you now, Brady. I heard it used to be an issue. <laughs> Maybe it's just the horses that I'm backing. <laughs> well, I mean, I, it, like generally speaking, you're correct, but it used to be a much bigger issue. There's horses that have run off the street yeah. coming back from. I, I understand your point, Paul. Let's get to you, Paul. You agree with Brady? You're trying to beat Flightline, so so everyone knows, especially viewers who are new to the show, Paul. Can you just explain your – I don't know if disrespect is right. Your, your dislike for Flightline. If you no, this. neither is correct. No, neither is correct. I oh, dislike the fa- I dislike his connections for not running it. Okay. I have no, the horse is terrific. I saw the Met Mile, as did you, Howard. The horse is absolutely meant. terrific. I, I, I apologize. And, you know, but, but uh, I will go back to the late, great Harvey Pack who always advised you never to bet a favorite who was doing something the first time. And, and uh, it was either Dylan or Brady brought up. I think that not only is it the distance, but it is the combination of the, the second turn. Now, look, he could win by eight and make all of this a moot point. But as Brady said, we know Country Gamble can, can get it. Howard, as you said, that last race was a classic prep. Mile and a Absolutely. 16th is not his best distance. Yeah. And – you know, if he's going to be four or five to one or nine to two or whatever, I'm I'm betting him. And if if Flightline wins, I will be standing up in my living room applauding and uh, waiting for the Breeders' Cup Classic. But uh, am I betting him at one to five? No. Um, Paul, let's give a little bit of respect to Royal Ship, who when he's good, he's very good. Do you see any scenario? You've got uh, you've got him. What do you got him? Third, Pete. Yeah, you've got him third beat. So do I. Um, if something strange happens, I don't think this horse is absolutely impossible. I mean, I'm putting him in as a seat. No, I mean, if if Flightline loses, then I think it, it's going to be because he can't 
you know, he falters, he falters late. And then if you have a closer, if you have Royal ship, you have country grammar coming off a little bit, or, I mean, I guess express train. I saw somebody's going to single express train. I saw in one of the earlier comments, the <laughs> really bold. Yeah, well, uh, okay. here it is. I got it. Hold on. We'll bring Wait. that one up. <laughs> hey, Derby Baron. You go. Should, well, I don't want to re- listen. I, we we want to be nice to our, especially new, uh, new people listening. Derby Bandit, we really well, put it back up there, Pete. Derby Bandit, yeah. we really appreciate you uh, joining the show and making the comment. Uh, do you have it there, Pete? Or you, or you lost it? All right. Oh, no, that's go the ahead. other one. <laughs> that's the other one. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's one of those where you're counting on Flightline to to fade. And if Flightline fades, I mean, Royal Ship just ran a beautiful race against Country Grammar. Yeah, Country Grammar wasn't at his best, but Royal yeah. Ship still fired. And Royal Ship has fired big ones in the past, although usually not at Del Mar. That's why I, I know that's why I didn't have him on my ticket in that last race. But, you know, if, if he's in form and if Flightline somehow falters, then why not Royal ship at a, at an even bigger price than country grammar? I mean, I like country grammar better, but I wouldn't basically, I look at this race as either single flight line. And then if you're worried about it, you do maybe a backup ticket. If you're doing horizontals, because if he loses, it's going to blow the ticket up. So if he loses and you like, I say maybe pick two of the other ones, if it's country grammar, Royal ship, whoever pick those two, do a backup ticket, and then if flight line goes down, then you're in for a nice payday potentially. Yeah, listen, Derby, Derby, I, I, you're absolutely making the right point. Derby, I like to take stands too. I have, I've had plenty of crazy opinions on this show. So you know, Dylan, Braden, right? You guys see me on Twitter. I, you know, it's amazing. You throw 21, 20 to one shots out there, and I shouldn't say throw because I know you guys deep dive like I do. But you, you have some balls. You take a stand, and the horse doesn't do well. You know, and then you and then you pick a chalk, and they say, "Why don't you just have the balls to take a stand?" And that doesn't come in. So, listen, I've always thought like you guys, if you have a sharp opinion, I don't care if it's nine to five or thirty to one, give that sharp opinion. Let the betters out there and the knuckleheads on Twitter let them make their decision. And look, all you need if you if you like eight to ten to one shots, often like I do, you only have to be right once out of five or six times, and your ROI, which I track on my blog, guys, which is two fifty plus is off the chart. So we have no problem picking favorites. Derby Bandit, I love I I'm not ripping on you, buddy. I, I like your pick. I don't think it's gonna work out for you, but I like your balls there. Uh, guys, if, if Flightline loses, this pick five is gonna just absolutely Monster. explode. Uh, yeah. so we gotta talk about this before we get to the last race. Uh, Dylan and uh, Brady, Dylan, you on your on Twitter, you tend to show more like uh, caveman tickets. I don't know if either one of you use ABC Ticket Maker or play ABC or not, but uh, how do you guys like to structure your horizontal tickets? And if you do use ABC method once in a while, what would you do in this race in particular on Saturday? Um, Brady, why don't you answer that? Yeah, uh, I, I love the ABC format of doing things. And sometimes I don't have a seahorse or sometimes I have like an A and an A minus or a B and a B plus. Sometimes I don't get to the Bs. Uh, me and Dylan have contrasting styles of play. And so Dylan will find that 23 to one shot like he did in race two today at Del Mar. And I'm more of the guy where I will try to, I'm a lot more formful, I guess, of a handicapper. I have a harder time getting to those prices like he does. Dylan's really good at maiden. He's really good at workouts. I'm not good at reading breeding or reading workouts. (laughs) So I I typically gravitate to the bigger races with the biggest pools. And uh, Dylan's over here scooping pools. And so I will... I'll be very skinny 
in all of my tickets. Um, I will play for a higher denomination and I will lose more than any other horse player in amount of bets. But when I hit, I actually hit big. And so like, like I for example, um, I played horizontals all weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday at Saratoga. I didn't hit one until I hit the try ice cold in the Traverse 200 times. So that made up for the whole weekend and paid for the whole trip. Um, in this race, flight lines alone, a, and I honestly don't think you can credit any horse to being a B unless it was country grammar. I would have country grammar and express train as probably B minuses. Um, maybe it's C pluses. That's, that's how I do it. Okay. Listen, there's nothing wrong with big press ups. It worked out. We had a live show last weekend and we had, we had a $35 pick four on Travers day. That- I saw that. Was that at Hawthorne? Uh, we were, yeah, well, we were, we, we yeah. had our first, uh, it was really cool. Myself and uh, Matt Miller, who won the BCBC last year, a good yeah. friend of mine. You guys turned like a thousand dollars into like 5,900. Yeah. Hawthorne invited us yeah. out there. We had our first live show at OTB. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. We turned a thousand to 5,900 with really only two scores. Matt's big pick four. And then my big uh, try in the sword dancer. I mean, really other than that, we lost some of the other races, but again, like you guys said, you only have to be right once or twice and you can, and you can hit big. So congratulations yeah. to both of you guys, especially Dylan today on your score. Guys, let's Thank get you. to the last Thank race. Uh, again, we re- what's going to happen here is Brady and Dylan, we'll talk about the last race. We'll let you guys go. And then the three of us here on the top of the screen, we'll talk about our pick fives. We appreciate you guys are all been on longer than we expected, but we love talking horse racing, right guys? I mean, so that's, that's what happens. The last race as I go ahead and bring it up on the screen that we're going to discuss here is the last race, of course, of the day. And this is a win and you're in, guys, which I was actually, I had to look up to double check. Uh, Paul, good luck to any of these horses who wins the last race in the Breeders' Cup turf because they're going to be 1,000 to 1 no matter uh, who wins this race probably. But it's a nice race. It's a Del Mar handicap. They're going a mile and three-eighths. It's a great two. Again, $300,000 is the purse here. We can see the field, more line favorite, is the number nine masterpiece for a really good, I shouldn't even say underrated, but I still think he's underrated. Awesome trainer in McCarthy and a very good rider in Cedillo. Uh Dylan, let me switch the uh, screens here. Sorry, I'm doing a lot of things at once. You know what that's like. Uh, Dylan, you're going with the nine. You're going with masterpiece on top. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm eating some chalk. Uh, I, I would say in my pick fives, I might, this is a race, I might wheel like the last leg of a pick five. Sure. Um, which is sort of typical in my style, uh, especially when the pools are substantial. Uh, yeah, I mean, this this horse, the resume speaks uh, for itself. Uh, third in the uh, Breeders' Cup Juvenile, he was six to one, had some trouble, steadied. Um, in another race, I think he was like a length and back the, of United, who's one of the best marathon, you know, West Coast horse, horses uh, in, in California. Um, and it's going to be interesting. He was second to uh, to astronaut, so I, I I'm anxious to see how astronaut does in in uh, in race seven, and that all you know that might put me in a you know my it might change my thinking to be a little bit more aggressive based upon how astronaut runs. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I, it's an obvious favorite, and and uh, I would say probably most of my tickets I'm going to go uh, single, and then I'll I'll have probably the other fifty percent I'm going to go all. Interesting. I, I think he is the yeah. most likely winner. I agree with you there. Um, Aroth yeah. has a good question. We got to ask you this, Brady, because I didn't want to bring it up, but I, I'm sorry, by the way. I know you guys are, we can't see your face on the bottom of the screen. I'll take it off. Uh, Brady's picks are correct. 
if you really like country grammar, I guess I'm going to push back a little bit and say, why wouldn't you use them as a stronger in your ABC then? Oh, sorry. Um, I don't think I got the ABC format correct in that pick order. So I did them in numerical order. So that may have been a mistake on my end. Oh, I see. Okay. I, yeah. Oh, all right. I thought you said to my bad. Okay. That clears it up. Um, Brady, I, <laughs> when I put my, uh, when I, when I looked at this race, Brady, and I said, you know what? I know that the nine is the best horse masterpiece, but he's going to be over bet. By the way, forget that three to one Dylan. I think masterpiece yeah. is more like nine to five, I think, in my opinion. Yeah. And he can absolutely win. I was like, you know what? I want to be creative. I really like this two, blah, blah, blah. And then if you guys look at the bottom of the screen there at the banner, I've got the two. Brady's got the two. Pete's got the two. Uh, I guess uh, I guess that was just a clever selection. <laughs> Brady. <laughs> Billy Koch took us on the backside. Uh, this was back in 2021, Santa Anita Derby weekend. And we got to meet this horse, Golden Phoenix, in person, right. which I, I'm a sucker for that. Like, I just, I, I love being on the backside. I love, like, yeah. getting to see the athletes. In football, I can't go get this access to Tom Brady. I can't get this close to LeBron James. But I can go pet Golden Phoenix, and that's pretty cool. Um, but you know, this Billy Koch was really, really high on this horse for the Little Red Feather Partnership. And uh, they had high hopes. Um, I don't know. Maybe they thought this horse would be their next Breeders' Cup star. Uh, you know, it's been a while since, since their first one. So I, I think they're really trying to, to get another star here. Um, Phil D'Amato, Flavian Pratt. I was looking at some stats today. Flavian Pratt's the fourth uh, winningest rider in New York with inferior horses as a whole. And so you're having Pratt fly back over across the country, back to where he's comfortable riding, getting six to one on the morning line on a horse that I think is as good as any in this field. And so I just, I like the price. I like the setup. I like the rider. I like the horse. And, um, you know, masterpiece is going to be tough to beat. Uh, X Chad Brown runner. Um, a lot of times you'll see in these X Chad Brown runners is they don't necessarily run as well as they were before they switch barns. And so that's an angle for me is, you know, once we've left Chad or once we've left Baffert or once we've left Cox, you know, I have a few trainers that I'm like, well, they're the best in the business. There's no way if this trainer can't get this horse to win, there's no way somebody else is going to. And so I was, I was a little against, um, I like the two post here. I think he's going to sit the trip. Uh, the other horse that I used on my ticket besides the two and the nine was the 10 master of Foxhounds. Uh, going back to my boy, JJ Hernandez, who's going to get out, uh, press the pace, um, maybe be up front. I don't know. He may be up front or sit second. And I think he's going to be there uh, to have a say in the result uh, in the end. I, I respect Baxter Foxhounds, but I've chased this horse too many times. Brady. I've had enough of this horse, but I hear what you're saying. I don't, I don't mind the pick. He's just not for me. I, I've chased him. I think he's been disappointing. I, I thought he'd be better. Um, he just, I don't know. I, I, I prefer some others, but I hear what you're saying. Uh, Pete, let's go to you here real quick. You've got the two also. You can you can uh, expound the virtues of the two Gold Phoenix if you like, or if you want to talk uh, about uh, Greg Dyer, whatever you'd like to do, Pete. Yeah, no, the two, I think I'm, I'm pretty much riding with what Brady said. You know, I like to pick up a Pratt. I like a horse. It's sort of a duplicate of, a, of an earlier statement of the horse that was too far back last time, still made a nice run, and now is picking up Pratt, who hopefully will get this horse in the position that it that it really wants to be in. D'Amato Pratt, I saw 40% win, 67% in the money, and graded stakes turf races at Del Mar. So you get that combination together back yeah. again, like the old times. It, it, it brings back some good memories. So hopefully we can get that one home at a nice price. Yeah. And then and Greg Dara again. Oh, go ahead. Short, 
Short run into the first turn. So, Bray, you were talking about the post here. You do outside posts are real tricky going this distance. So Pratt is absolutely going to save ground. You, you really, it's much much better to be inside with that real short run into that sharp first turn, Pete. Yeah, and that was sort of why. I mean, I, I like the nine and the. I mean, the, the nine and the ten are good horses, and I sort of was like, ah, if I could beat the favorite, and maybe it leaves, maybe that horse has too much to do, so yeah. I can maybe try and beat a favorite with it just because of the trip more than anything else. And then with the three, Greg Dar again, another D'Amato, D'Amato Rispoli, twenty nine percent, fifty nine percent graded stakes turf. So there, you know, again, that's a great combination. This one, I like the fact that. You know, two back, it was checked really hard. So that race looks crappy. Again, it's muddying up the form at a mile. So it just was, it was sort of out of it right from the start. But if you look before that, now you're talking, you know, grade two had a, you know, 92, 92 crappy race, comes back with a 93, even though it was at lower company. I feel like maybe it's getting its mojo back a little bit. My only concern with this one, though, was that the three worst races, is it three or two? It looks like two. Well, there might have been another one down there that's cut off on my screen right now. The worst races are without Lasix. Now, I'm not a huge Lasix, non-Lasix guy, but every once in a while I'll spot it, and this one has had some of its not-as-successful performances without Lasix, so I wondered if that was a bit of a concern. There's two horses we got to talk about, and Paul, uh, you're going to be involved in one of them, I believe. no. But yeah, Paul, we got to talk about this horse. Um, Paul, you have this horse second. I have this horse third. And Paul, I know you're a sharp handicapper. It was very nice to know that someone else also believes in this horse. I'm going to say it flat out, guys. This is my long shot of the sequence. Dylan, put Tango, Tango, Tango somewhere. Well, you're going to use an all button on the backup ticket, so you're going to have this horse. Paul, I think this horse is absolutely fascinating. And I swear to God, I almost put him on top. And when I saw the morning line, I had money dancing in my head because this is exactly the horse that I like to use. Pete and Paul, you know this. This is exactly, ladies and gentlemen, the horse I like to use underneath uh, back wheeled in my tries. I think Tango 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 has a big shot to be at least in the money, Paul, this race. Yeah, you know, I just they were just talking this morning on Steve Bick that Jack Sisterson is over at Del Mar and because yes. he is the master of getting long shots home in stakes races. But mm-hmm. you know, I, I think the last race uh, might have been uh, a little better than looks. Uh, I don't mind that he's stretching out. That's my daughter Martha contributing in the background. Yeah, no uh, I don't mind that he's stretching out. Uh, I like Declan Cannon. Uh, I like the second off, the layoff, uh, and most importantly, Howard, as you said, I like the price. Yeah, I mean, listen, if, if you look at if you look real carefully at this horse, two back, he runs a 100 buyer, basically. Three back, going a mile and a quarter. I understand it was an optional 62K. I get it. He runs a 94. Dylan and Brady, if he can run a mid-90s at this distance, that puts him squarely in the mix right here. And then people say, well, Howard, what about the race at Belmont on September 18th? He was up close to a pace. He doesn't want to be up close to the lead. And that was Yabir and Soldiers Rising, who would destroy any of these horses. So, guys, I think Tango, Tango, Tango is absolutely fascinating in this race. I'm using him. I do like the two best because of all the things we've mentioned. I cannot get past the jockey change, Brady and Dylan, on the two with Flavian over. Nothing wrong with Kyle Fry, but he's not Flavian. Um, Dylan, We'll let you have the final say on this race and then show our pick fives. You you mentioned a horse we haven't talked about yet. We we should give this horse some respect here. Tis a magician, 
four to one, which I think is crazy personally, but okay. Four to one, you know he's going to get the distance. They're throwing him on turf. Uh, what's your thought on Tiz Magician here, Dylan? Interesting entry. Yeah, you and I had a little private chat. Uh, yeah, we did. Regarding this horse. So. Me, Dylan, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just an interesting spot for this horse to show up in. You know, he's uh, he's been off for prior to last race, a uh, year and a half. And uh, he was you know, beaten favorite last race, but the only length back. Uh, a little bit of, you know, those turf breeding there. Uh, but this yeah, horse certainly is going to be, be winging it out there. And, and like yeah. I said, can get the distance. It, it wouldn't surprise me. Does Mandela have another one in here, uh, Dylan? I don't know if he does. Uh, Mandela I mean, he would never, does... They would never use this horse as a rabbit. He's too classy a horse. But no. Just, just for argument's no. sake, I'm just seeing if Mandela has another one. I don't think he does. Yeah, they, he spots his horses. Uh, he doesn't. A... No. Okay. He does not. Yeah. No. What's That horse What's almost that? won the Pacific Classic last year. Just a magician. No, I no, no, I'm not poo-pooing the horse. I just it's a weird I'm wondering story. why they're trying turf. That's I think they're no. searching. I just and, wondered no, if it was if it was because there's not if you're not going to the Pacific Classic, there's not a ton of long distance yeah. races, and this one's no. clearly better the longer they go. So they figure, hey, screw it, let's give it a shot. At least it's a lot. we know he can get the distance. Yeah. So if he takes to the turf at all, at least you know he's gonna he's gonna be there from that standpoint. So that that was what I was thinking, but. Plus, he'll probably yeah. take money as a my racehorse, so he's going to take money. So if you don't like him, he's going to get bet down at least a little bit. So if you if you don't like him, then that helps out the rest of us. Well, a little private chat Dylan and I had. He said he's probably like what six to eight to one. Dylan, I totally agree with you. I hope this horse takes yeah. money because honestly, I if this horse wins, I don't. It's not like I dislike the horse. This spot is just so weird, guys. I just so I don't you're not a fan. Are you when I mentioned that uh, you guys aren't really a fan of where where Mandela places his horses in general. Is that what you're alluding to, Pete? No, 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 not oh. at all. I was just I was just oh, okay. curious. No, I thought it was a good thing. I thought it made sense. Oh, I just think okay. if you don't like the horse and it takes money, no, I think it made sense because there's just not a lot of races that are long enough distance for this horse to feel good in. So I think right. maybe that's what Mandela was thinking was, look, here's a, yeah, it's on the turf, but he likes going long. So why not give it a shot? And he does, like you said, is, you know, on the, on the sire side, he has tourist who is a long distance, you know, turf runner. And then, I think the dam had like some turf. The dam itself had run on the turf and some winners or one yeah. on the turf. So I figured they might have looked at that and said, hey, if he takes to it, the distance is his friend. So why not give it a shot? Yeah. Uh, I, Dylan, just to, I, I love Mandela. I, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll throw something crazy out as we go to your pick five. Paul, what do you think of this, Paul? Why not send this horse all the way out east to the Jockey Club Gold Cup? We're out east. They don't – no one shows speed. Can't Tis Magician – find a way to get in the money in the big race at Saratoga on Saturday on dirt. I don't know. Just throw it out there. Uh, I would, uh, you know, maybe, but I don't think Olympia, I don't think Bill, Bill Mott would lose any sleep if this horse were flying east for that race. <laughs> I'm just, just throwing some shit out there. All right, guys, Dil, uh, Dylan and, and uh, uh, Brady. Now this pick five, uh, and Dylan, I don't know if you talked to Brady, but Brady said, just put our group pick five up on there. And you know what? I also didn't yeah. do the mythical stuff, so we got to do that real quick. Um, actually, let's do that real quick, guys. Do you, do you guys have a few more minutes, or you got? are you guys good? We're good. You guys have a few I minutes? I got a few, okay. yeah. Okay, re real quick. Let's take this off the screen. So we're going to do a mythical $2 win in place. I'm going to bring this up real quick. We're going to do it just for fun, guys. And I'll talk to Dylan. We'll make a little donation to a, to a charity. By the way, congratulations, Dylan. 
to winning bread and you know and all you guys are caring about aftercare if you if you go on twitter guys dylan's several times talked about like horses that, that are are going to be you know sent to who knows where and he wants to buy them and take care of them. so dylan you and i are in the same boat on that i just wanted to say publicly that i think it's awesome you you very much care about horses after their career i think it's very important and not enough people talk about it um here's what we're gonna do you guys get to pick someone in race seven and then we'll go second pete and paul i'll let you guys decide okay i'll, I'll stay out of it for the most part so this is a two dollar mythical win and play it's just fun contest winning bread versus hhh dylan brady who do you guys want to go with in race seven obviously the price i'd say captain peak at four to one is that who you want to go with, Dylan? So you guys can go with the seven? Brady, we'll switch off. You, you pick this race, I'll pick the next race. Yeah, sounds good. Okay. All right, so winning bread's going to go with the seven. Kath can peak. Pete and Paul, you guys get to decide who do you want to go with for us. Pete? I was going to say the seven. I was hoping Brady wouldn't pick the seven. <laughs> so I was um, – I, I mean, I guess you got to go – if we're going to go – Price? Or I don't know. I was going to say Hong Kong Harry is probably the most logical just to get some, just to bank some money in this one yeah. if, if he gets the win. Right. Yeah, we'll chalk it up this in this one. All right. We're not seeing who picks the most winners, people watching at home. We're, we're going off of ROI, which is really more important to me, at least. So hey, I've, played a, I've, I've played a bunch of pick and praise, and you, you're like, I should have picked that one favorite yeah, or else right. I would have finished in the money <laughs> or won the thing. And you, you throw the favorite out and you get screwsy in the end. Yeah, we're just going to take the five in this one. All right, we'll go. We'll, we'll go. We'll chalk it with the five. All right, next race, Pete and Paul. Who do you want to go with? Uh, this is the this is the allowance race. I'm going to recommend we not go with the favorite. <laughs> Paul, you can fire away at this this one. I didn't. Well, I, I think the common pick for the three of us is the nine, so we'll go with the nine. Okay. You want to go with the nine? Okay. All We're right. going to go. Well, with I got him third. Howard, you got him second, and Pete has him. That's on fine. Top. Who do you, uh, 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 Dylan and Brady? Who you guys want to go with? Brady, let's go with Sunrise uh, Journey. Get some value there. I'm in. There you go. They're going with the Game two to Sunrise wire. Journey. Never All go right. wrong with speed, right, Dylan? No doubt. Absolutely. Not. Those race, people yeah. at home that have absolutely no idea what we're doing. We're basically picking a horse. They have to finish first or second for either one of us to get money. And basically, the the scoreboard, as you guys know this, but the scoreboard is whatever total dollars we have at the end of the uh, contest, just like a pick and pray or whatnot. All right, uh, the next race, you guys have race uh, nine, Dylan and Brady, the Delmar Derby. Who are you going with? And we're going to go with number three, War at Sea, Mike Smith, six to one morning line. I like it. I like it for you guys. Uh, who do you, what do you guys want to do, uh, Pete and Paul? We all picked that, the one. The all one? three of yeah. us had yeah. the yeah. one. Cabo? That's what I was going to say. Yep, Cabo Spirit. And you know what? We, by the way, we never talked about Dandy Warhol, who I had my race day block last time. But anyway, uh, I have a feeling the war season will be about the same price as Cabo, guys, actually, when I think about it. Oh, right. Yeah, I think so. All right, guys. <laughs> Paul, I'm guessing we're not going. You know what? I, I, know, I know what those guys – well, actually, I don't know what they would do. This is fascinating, right? Because do you want the easy – what is it going to be, 220, 210, right, which would be 430? Or if you can blow it up, guys, I think we should definitely go with country grammar in this format. Agreed? Yes. Yeah, I'll well, take that. Yeah. that. We'll take Sorry, that. We'll take that. We'll take the place that. money. We'll take the place money. We'll take the free four dollars and thirty cents. Yeah, I mean, again, <laughs> right, that, that now, could that now, could be the difference, right, Brady? All right, Mr. Professional yeah. Horse Players about the screen. Do you take flight line in this contest situation? What are you guys gonna do? 
Yep. By the way, is there a show show wagering in this race? No, sir. Just win place. <laughs> no, I'm not in our contest, but oh, in, in this oh, race. Um, I'm assuming there's going to be. Uh, I don't know. Yes, there is. Watch for a late stra- scratch. Watch there, for the late gonna scratch. Be, there might be a Goldman negative. Sachs uh, says they're putting five million on the show. <laughs> could you imagine? There might be a negative show pool here. Oh, might be. I mean, I, I, I that's me. Hey, with flight lines, with flight lines, medical history, he could, uh, you know, something <laughs> knock on wood. But by the way, for the yeah. record, if there is a scratch, Brady or Dylan, I'll text you. We'll figure that out if, for the little contest we're doing here. Um, all right, what are you guys doing in this race? Winning breads. Uh, last race or no? This uh, race. No, the yeah. flight line race. Are you going flight? flight line? Yeah, let's let's yeah. Hopefully, take the free square there. Contrast strategy 101. If the favorite wins, people have a hard time passing you. So we'll take we'll yeah, take the four dollars and thirty cents. I hear you. All right, last race, guys. That's uh, that's uh, you guys. Who are you going with? We're gonna go with the two gold phoenix. God. Damn it! Darn. Dang. All right. Are we going tango, 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 Paul? <laughs> oh, for the win! For the win! Oh, yes! I mean, Let, listen. If he Finn, gets can you live with that? I think that's Paul, a great idea. Is yeah, he going to pull he, a Lexitonian? I think he can hit the board. If he gets yeah. second, guys, he's going to pay ten dollars to place, right? If he go get, get him! Second. Go yeah. get him! Howard. I mean, the only other thought would be no. Go for the I long mean, shot. I mean, no, no, we're not taking piece. no. We no, go for the long piece. shot. I don't. Nah. I don't really like a lot of others in here, to be honest, guys. Just take the long shot. Yeah, don't don't be a Punk ass, dude. Take them, take them, <laughs> take them, take the five. Say it, Pete. Say it's it. It's your horse. It's your horse. I don't even like the horse. It's yours. Right, you got to be, be a man and step tango, up. Tango to dance all over your guys' asses in the last race. How's that? <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Let's. <laughs> all right, let's go to the pick five before people start leaving the show. Anyway, any real quick thoughts, Dylan um, and Brady? I guess this is more Brady's pick five. Would that be fair to say? I don't want to. I don't want to be disrespectful, but um, this is the pick five, Dylan, that Brady said was both of yours guys even though you're singling uh gold phoenix on the end but uh your thoughts in general on this sequence guys for the pick five in general yeah yeah you know it's it's a big day it's a big pool you want to be involved you, you want to spread where you can but you got to take your stances where you can too and so um i always like just being live into the last leg and uh you know you got to hammer your strongest opinions and typically my strongest opinions are later in the card which is why i don't like to blow my bankroll in the first 10 races <laughs> generally. And so I, uh, I tried to spread a little bit in the, the early sequence and then get a little tight towards the end. Uh, Dylan, is this basically a pick four? Is that how you're going to see this? Well, actually you're almost turning into a pick three, aren't you? Right. Because you're in a single uh, masterpiece on the end. Is that, is that your, you're playing like a big pick five more like a, with two singles or am I, am I wrong about that? Yeah. I'll, you know what? I'll post, uh, I'll post my, my pick five on Twitter. And if you want to okay. retweet it, that'd be cool. I might do like a, Five dollar single, 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 and yeah, something along those lines. All right, listen, we really appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, everyone, stay online because uh, Pete, Paul, and and myself, we're going to talk about our pick five tickets. Any closing thoughts, Brady and Dylan? Stuff you have coming up with winning bread? Um, when people, uh, what people should look at for Twitter? Just anything in general uh, with with you guys coming up. Yeah, we're working on a lot of stuff right now. Uh, like we said earlier, we're working on an app. We're working on the website. Uh, we're working on building our community. So give us a follow. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. It's at winningbread, B-R-E-D. And so give us a follow. Interact with us. Uh, we get a ton of DMs, and we're trying to answer every single one that we can. We want to help people. We want to educate you on how to handicap. There's a lot of tools out there. 
Um, it's about how you use them. And so we want to definitely help out as many people as we can. Uh, we're going to start doing some more shows. We're only two months from Breeders' Cup, guys. And so there's going to be a lot going on. Um, Howard, thank you for having us on. We really appreciate it. We really like what you're doing in this. Pete and Paul, thank you as well. Um, we really appreciate you having us on. Thanks, guys. Great to thank meet you, guys. It was a great to meet you, guys. Thank, thank you again. Uh, my spokes model said it perfectly, so right. I'll, I'll ride his coat <laughs> out. But it was great I'll, meeting I'll all of you. For that I'll be looking for that email for my invitation to come on the show with uh, you guys because I, I, I think that'd be awesome to have some fun both ways. We, listen, we I've said it before. I'll say it again. Last thing. I never think that we're competing against you guys or other podcasts out there. We need to bring more people into this game, especially the younger audience. Anything that can be done, let's just bring more people in the game and continue to have fun. That that's 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 my vibe, guys. So Dylan and Brady, have a great night. Really appreciate it, and good luck with that uh, smashing pick five and the two dollar mythical win place. I'll I'll put it out on Twitter who each uh, team has. We'll have some fun with the uh, with the Twitter horse racing folks on that. Thanks, guys. Excellent. Have a great night. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. All right, take care. Bye bye. See you guys. All right, so let's talk about our pick fives. They were fantastic. Uh, Brady Klotz, Dylan Rossi, really fun guys. Congratulations again to uh, for Dylan for putting together his ticket today, thirty-three grand. Brady, I see you backstage. You're more than welcome, Brady, to stay on backstage if you like, or you can leave. It's completely up to you. Um, let's go to our pick fives. So I'm going to show uh, pick fives. Uh, <laughs> thanks a lot, Vale Place. Appreciate that, Pete. Let's go to you. Let's let's show these winning bread guys that we know how to put together some tickets here. As people know, we've cashed many times on this show as well. Pete's pick five, three five seven, with two four nine, with one three five, with five, with two three nine. It's forty dollars and fifty cents. You're of course singling uh, flight line and going three deep in the others. Yeah, nothing too complicated. I, I I think the only difference with what I wanted to play just to sort of keep it a little cheaper was in the second leg, like I said, when I went through, I had about eight numbers written down. And even when I put together my first ticket, I think I went about five deep in that second leg. So I think that's the one that's sort of wide open. I like to have a little bit of a price, have a couple prices in the last leg. Um, the single to fright flight line figure, you have to take a stand in that race one way or the other, at least on your main ticket. So whether you're going against flight line or whether you're single in flight line, I think that's the one where you have to make a pretty much of a strong choice one way or the other. And then the rest, I think, are, are just good races. I think you can go a lot of different ways. So um, I think it's a good sequence all the way around. Um, I would agree. I think there are some definitely some tricky races for sure. Even if Flightline wins and it's a pick four, I still think it can pay well. Um, and there's no, I would really, I'll, I'll give my Flightline opinion, stronger opinion here in just a minute. Did you, I, did I, you I, read that one, Howard? I know you want to read it for the audio version too. I don't I know did if you, read it. Oh, yes, you did. I, okay. I must've just, I did, right okay. In the beginning. I okay. didn't read, I didn't read the winning bread guys, but, um, I'm not hundred percent sure that's their like group combined ticket anyway. Okay. Um, Paul, by the way, nice hat tonight, Paul. Just wanted to wanted to mention you, sir. Uh, Paul's going five, six, seven, ten, and a shirt. But you know, we got the same hat. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Paul's going five, six, seven, ten with four, five, with one, three, seven, with two, five, with five, nine. Again, you're using country grammar. How are you using country grammar in your ABC, Paul? A. Wow, I love it. And no one else, probably, right? Or are you gonna have some C's or B's or? Um, well, I mean, I'm going to use flight. I, I, you know, I mean, I, I'm not going to throw flight line out. No, no, I'm, I'm going to use two five. That's it. As you raise, uh, I am going to use. Um, 
I am going to use Express Train as a C. I don't like Royal Ship at all. Uh, and he won last okay. time. I, I just think the setup this time is much better for Country Grandma this time around. I think it was better for Royal Ship last time around. So, uh, yeah, so I, I think the first two legs are, are, are tough, uh, as, as evidenced by my four by two. And if I, yeah. if I could have gone three deep in the second leg, Pete, I would have. But we all know we have a cheap uncle who doesn't let us go go beyond 50. I would like to say I did hit it for 48 or whatever last Saturday. You Finally hit a pick five. We, hey, see, how, Howard's saving so. us money. He's saving us money by wasting on these big tickets. So, you know, he's helping you out, and you don't even know it. Yeah, yes. Um, <laughs> Paul, Paul, we got to get a, a, a veil place needs a shirt. In Paul, we trust. He's going with you again. <laughs> And a hard, hard blame people going with uh, uh, Paul for sure. There's Paul's forty dollars um, ticket. Yeah, you know, and again, you know, it's it's on a caveman. It's probably not the wisest thing to, you know, to give equal yeah. weight. But you know, it's a forty-eight dollar ticket. It's it's not the wisest thing to play this type of ticket anyway. So uh, <laughs> I'll I'll play. But you know, as I say, you know, country grandma might be four to one on the tote. Howard, he might be six or seven to one in the pick five because, yeah. you know, any sub $100 caveman ticket, there's a good chance of singling flight line. So I think so. Uh, uh, and, and I'm too deep, uh, only too deep uh, on the end. Uh, tango, although tango, I'm, tango, I'm having tango. second thoughts listening to all that too. Uh, you know, and, and I would say this, and, and we didn't have time to, we're trying to get the races done, but, you know, Pratt, uh, I think it was Brady mentioned Pratt. Pratt is now within, he's in fourth, but I think he's within two of second place at Saratoga. However, I would not say he's getting inferior amounts. He's, he's get he's riding pretty much first call for Chad Brown and turf races. So he is getting mounts. His percentage, uh, the percentage of, of him and especially Rosario are very good, but uh, I will tell you, Having seen it up close last weekend, he is really, I mean, he's a great jockey, period. He is riding very, very well at this particular point in time. And and one comment, I think it was Matt had a comment. Um, I would respectfully disagree on the uh, not trusting Johnny V anymore. Johnny V yeah. does not look like a 50-year-old jockey based on what I see. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree with you. I would try and find the comment. Um, all right, here's my uh, pick five, guys. As people are just whittling off the show, I, I guess no respect for me. I don't, people are people are leaving the show. Well, um, they got uh, the winners already. They don't need you now. They got yeah, the winners. <laughs> no, no, sorry, it's getting late. Uh, my pick five is three five six seven with one five six eight nine. Uh, by the way, the six is an absolute huge bomb in that second leg. Has been working outstanding. I have no idea if he can run, but just one of those wacko races that I would that I'm throwing the six in there. Believe it or not, in that second leg, uh, one nine with five with two nine country grammar right now. Just for those people that do not receive my race day blog, and by the way, why don't you receive the race day blog out there, everyone? Um, as of right now, it's just for people to know, I'm using flight line as a lone A, I'm using country grammar as a lone B, and I'm using royal ship and uh, express train as C's right now. That's my initial plan. There's my ticket, it's forty dollars. Guys, here's my oh, – Cindy. was there a comment on Cindy there? No, I was going to, you know, put somebody else, put a pick five in. Might oh, as well give it some love. Cindy, thank you very much. 
Cindy, we had a lot of comments tonight. We appreciate you, Cindy, uh, joining the show. Guys, here's my feeling. We'll close the show on this. Um, I understand Flyline doesn't run, run often. I understand how people might not like that. As a pure horse racing fan, I hope Flyline wins by 10. I hope he just absolutely runs off the screen. I hope he's the absolute monster that he has been so far. I hope he can do it going a mile and a quarter. I'm going to push back a little bit on what Brady said. Um, this horse is bred to go long. Pete, there's just, Pete and Paul, there's nothing this horse has done that says he can't go a mile and a quarter. Like, it's just, it, I, maybe he can't. We'll find out. But there's a part of me that really wants him to win and win big because I think horse racing continues to need uh, fun stories and great stories. And, you know, I, I asked a random friend today who's not really a big horse racing fan. He hasn't even heard of Flightline. Like, that's how crazy this shit is. And I don't Because they don't run them. Because they don't run them. I mean, he I hasn't run in any marquee, real marquee I, right. races the that, that the public knows. Yeah. No, no. I, I totally get it. That's sort of my point. That I want to run off the screen and get a lot of pub just to bring, you know, some horse racing, more horse racing fans into it. And just to, um, I think it would be better. I'm not saying it's better for the game or anything. I just, I think, I'd like to either see Flightline win by 10 or, like, lose by an inch. Like, if he, like, just shits the bat and, like, loses by, like, five or six, that would, for me, self, personally, I don't want to see that. But I know probably some people do. So I'll take Country Grammar winning by a nose or Flyline winning by ten, guys. That, that's what I'd like to see on Saturday. And, again, we are going to be live, everyone. We're live 8 to 9.30 as I go ahead and wrap up the show. We're in live 8 to 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. We're going to show the last three races, of course, and that will include the – Pacific Classic. Paul, anything else? Paul, I'll let you, as the as the elder statesman, I'll let you close out the show. I will say it's funny hearing Brady talk, um, and he did a great job, but for someone who's just like, watched the game since 2018, it's just, our perspectives are funny, aren't they, Paul? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, though. It's great. I, I love seeing guys Absolutely. that age involved. I would just say don't sleep on the Jockey Club Gold Cup. I'm just looking at yeah. it now, and it really came up good. I like Olympiad a lot in the spot, but, you know, Howard, you and I were all over American Revolution last time. Yeah. ran second to Olympiad, and I just happened to be watching today and um, on the Saratoga show. Well, I didn't. I watch it every day. But uh, keep me in mind, which is second off the, a long layoff for Pletcher, had one of the if you're into workouts and gallop outs, Howard, go watch yeah. his workout of last Sunday, okay. and then watch his gallop out, and you will use this horse at twelve to one. Oh, okay. Um, final last thing, I have future wagers, guys, and they're pretty. They're not big wagers, but they're nice odds. I have futures on American Revolution and First Captain in the Breeders' Cup Classic. With the thought that if maybe one of these monsters can't get the distance, it completely opens up the race. I got first captain at 25 to 1, guys. I've got, uh, actually, sorry, 32 to 1. I've got American Revolution like 20 to 1. I mean, why not? Because, again, if something happens with these monsters, they don't go. I think it's interesting. And I there's like another first... one this weekend. There's a there's a pool this weekend, Howard. Yeah, Breeders' Cup Classic. Yeah. I like first captain, by the way, this Saturday. It's six to one, Paul. I think he. I, well, I, and if, I first, like... if first captain wins, he's going to be one of the top few choices behind the three big ones, even if they go. So you're getting value yeah. regardless of whether they go or not. So, I mean, that's a, that's a good play just from that reason. Yeah, I appreciate that, Pete. Anyway, it's been a great show for Pete Bisco. Paul Halloran and Howard Krauts. Uh, 
And Howard Kravitz, that's me. Wow, it's been a long day. And me. <laughs> Thanks for watching episode 173 of the HHH Racing Podcast. Big shout out again. Big thanks to Dylan Rossi and Brady Klotz from Winning Bread. We really had a lot of fun with them. Uh, please check them out on Twitter and all their platforms. And if you're a fan of theirs, hopefully you're now a fan of us. Please make sure you subscribe. We have at minimum two shows a week. We also have special features. We don't just handicap. We got a lot of things going on, so please make sure you check us out as well. Good luck to everyone Saturday night for the Del Mar Pick 5, and join us live right here Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Have a great night. Bye-bye. <laughs>